I've had enough of that fat bastard. That piece of shit. Straya, how are you going? Hey, Jan. I hope you're all right. Uh, it is NBA Straya, and it is also Thursday, January 11, all day. I am your host, James Clements. I'm still kind of lisping, lisping. Uh, James Clements still got the fucking weird growth thing on the top of my roof of my mouth. Anyway. At least it's got nothing to do with my teeth, according to the dentist today. Anyway, I'm the editor of a good website called CodeBet. You can see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, Fox Sports Lab NFL, CodeBet Daily, all the good stuff. Uh, NFL Australia, yeah. I'm here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown of all things NBA and Australia. That's what we do here, isn't it? Uh, today, Boardman got paid. Kawaii. <laughs> Boardman gets paid. Joey Muzz, he loves the town. Uh, should the Warriors trade Steph? I don't know. There's lots going on. Darko went sick at the refs. KD doesn't want to get traded. I don't know. We all said 10 games, so we should probably well get to that. Uh, we'll talk about that's not an iPhone, mate. No, mate. Spud of the night. Better Lonzo Ball in the game wraps. We've got, yeah, now we've got an unpopular opinion of the day. We've got our back take house. We were serving up a flame girl take. Uh, we'll throw in an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence and a Mark Brecky Memorial Sweaty Hairy Bloke of the Week. And uh, we'll pick and preview all the games tomorrow. There are actually five games on tomorrow. There's like a 6.10 a.m. game uh, in La Francaise between the uh, Nits and Cavs. So better be on your toes for that, bro. All right, uh, and that'll be it because I've got to get out of here and look after the squids again. So without further ado, let's go. Episode 1016 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. I just realised my mic was turned down a little bit. <laughs> Better watch out for the thing on the roof of your mouth as well, then, Jim. Yeah, the ongoing saga, that sucks. So, at least the dentist reckons it's got nothing to do with your teeth, so happy days. Anyway, uh, so a little bit more lisping through today's show, but it should be okay. Uh, right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Show with a daily... Oh, it's a whip around, isn't it? Yes, mate. Yes, it is. Kawaii. <laughs> Bloke is going to get pooed. Kawhi Leonard, uh, noted, uh, very, very effusive life of the party. No, uh, three years, $153 million uh, extension, which is kind of cool. No player option. Uh, which is pretty interesting. It's about $8.5 million under the max salary for across three years. So he took a tiny haircut. But, I mean, at the same time, three years, 152.4 is a lot of money. Uh, that also means that they can sort of look at extending Paul George from now on, uh, the Clippers, because, well, you've got one, you've got clamps locked away. That's kind of nice. You want to get Paul George locked away, I guess. 
But this basically just saves the Clippers from outright destruction, I guess. Locking away Kawhi. It's one of those weird ones you also go, look, yeah, he's been really good this season. It's one of those sort of sneaky, oh, shit, should he be in the MVP conversation? And he probably should be. Uh, sort of great. You know, he's doing a lot. Bloke's 32. You're paying for that little bit of an extension. He's averaging a 24-6-4, playing really good defense. Fascinating to see what happens with this team. I am, and I've mentioned before, this Clipper team is, like, endlessly fascinating to me because... Sometimes they're really fun to watch. Sometimes it's a fucking slog. We get that. But Paul George, if he signs, it's like, yep, cool. You've stayed relevant. You know? You've got George. You've got Kawhi. You've got fast Jimmy Harden. Fat man hoop. Ali Klein. Locked away. Whatever. If you lock away Harden, I mean, as long as you get him on a discount, you're laughing and you sort of build around the edges and hope that you're okay. Um... Other news, Darko went sick at the refs. That was fun, wasn't it? He was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? It's bullshit. 24 free throws to two. Yeah, he's not wrong in the fourth quarter. Uh, in the last four minutes, it was 19 free throws for the Lakers to zero. That's the largest, largest uh, disparity in free throw attempts over the last five minutes of a game. Uh, since 2010, when, weirdly enough, LeBron James was involved and they went in a 19-0 uh, free throw run against Utah before losing in overtime when uh, Paul Thrillsap was awesome and scored like 11 fucking points in 23 seconds. and He's amazing. Um, but Darko had some words. He was like, this is fucking bullshit, mate. This is bullshit. And everyone's like, yeah, he's not wrong. And then even the refs are like, yeah, we might have fucking cooked that one. Uh we better doctor the last two-minute report again. <laughs> That's what they did. There is an incredible slow-motion replay of RJ Barrett slapping the ball uh, in, I believe, Cam Reddish's hands and uh, getting called for a foul. You're like, oh, I don't know that the ball is part of Cam Reddish. But here we are. Literally no other contact. Very weird. It was a fucking dog shit refing show, that one. And I didn't make enough of it yesterday because I was sort of flying through everything. But, yeah, it was horrible. Raps fans should be aggrieved, as per usual. Uh, KD doesn't want to get traded. I'm not frustrated because Brad was injured. I was frustrated because of the role players on the team. That shit was really ignorant to me. You know what I'm saying? Well, yes, we all know what you're saying, Kevin. You're bitching and moaning again because, oh, I always get taken out of context. So, I don't know. Do you? <laughs> you seem to do a lot of fucking bitching and moaning and wanting to be traded rather than winning titles without Steph Curry, you know? Just saying. Uh, I'm not frustrated with the whole situation. I may be frustrated at the moment at a bad player or a tough stretch, but nah, I enjoy the grind. So to me saying that I'm frustrated, I don't even want to talk like that. Like, I'm happy about everything. Bullshit you are. Fuck off. Nobody wants to call me great. Woohoo! They want to call me all these other words, insecure, miserable, bad teammate. Yeah, because that's what you've proven to be, idiot. That's what's going to get people paid for these articles they write. Is it? I'm not sure if you know how journalism works there, Kevin. Anyway, they can't write KD is such a student of the game or he's a great teammate or he loves basketball. Yeah, because that's a shit article. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking grow a pair. Vince Williams has got an extension, three years, 7.9 million. He's got a team option on a fourth season as well. It's kind of gnarly. 
Interesting thing for me, though, that the Grizzlies did this. They waved Bismack, sit down, Biambo, uh, to create the roster spot to sign Vince Willie uh, to the guarantee contract. Just saying, Phoenix could really fucking use Biombo back. You know, that's a ten- You know who Phoenix really could use? The Grim Reaper. And Portland really need to get a wriggle on putting a uh, guaranteed contract in front of our man, the Great Barry Reef. I expect that to happen soon. Uh, the Knicks, they were told the other day that they're not going to get the disabled player exception uh, for 7.8 mil for the other Mitch Robinson because uh, their doctors were unable to determine that Mitch Rob would be out until mid-June. They're like, oh, he could come back, bro. It's not that fucked. <laughs> Dude, I'm walking here. It's like, all right. Are you, though, Mitch? Um, ankle surgery, it's a bit fucky. It'd be interesting, though, if you want to go, well, since the start of 2024, the Knickerbockers of New York City are the best defense in the NBA. If you want to add Mitch Robinson to that for a playoff run, fucking yeah. Uh, and then finally, Steph Curry looking pretty upset on the bench today. I don't know. Steph Curry was asked after the game how he feels about everything. Should the... Uh, does he feel that the Warriors need to show the front office by the trade deadline that this group should stay together? Uh, it's pretty evident that if things stay the same, that's the definition of an ins- of insanity, right? Do the same thing and expect the same result? Uh, no, that's not the definition of insanity whatsoever, Steph. Uh, doing the same thing time and time again, expecting a different result is insanity. Uh, doing the same thing and expecting the same result is normal. So, yeah. I don't know. I'll talk about Steph in a trade later. Why not? Let's do some game raps. Game raps. Game raps. Game raps. That's right. We had 10 games. We're going to fly through these. We crushed the picks today, though. I'll tell you that much. Uh, we had, I think, out of the 10 games, I think we went 7 of 10 against the spread. Bloody good, mate. Oh, did you make some money, Jim? I actually did for once. That was good. Uh, the Spurs, San Antonio Bandera Spurs beat the Detroit Basketball Pistons 130-108. Wemby had his first ever triple-double. 16, 12, and 10. Couldn't get a couple of blocks, could you, mate? Bloody hell. Uh, 21 and 10. Uh, 21 and 12, rather, for your man, uh, Jalen Duran, who put up a bit of a fight. It's just the rest of this team is horrible. Went for 19 and 5, but he shot 7 of 18 and 2 of 10 from 3. 19 for Boyan. But Detroit are a horror show. 16 for Vassell. 17 for Calden Johnson. Dougie Buckets hit four threes. They shot 52% as a team. They only had five turnovers, the Spurs. That's chaos. Uh, Good win for them. They kicked the fuck out of them. Detroit without Cade are just a horror show. Monty Williams is off his rocker. Uh, Spurs 5-50, and 3-34 for the Detroit Basketball Pistons. And seriously, like if you're not like, oh, geez, Jim, go a bit easy on Detroit. They didn't have Cade Cunningham, man. It's like, yeah. Well, I don't know. The bloke who keeps playing Isaiah Livers 17 minutes, Killian Hayes at 12, 12 assists, one turnover. Not bad, right? Well, Sar Thompson, 1-6, he plays 15 minutes, Alec Burks is out there still playing 20 minutes in these games. And you're like, oh, right, cool. Bags is not playing, coaches' decision. No no big beef stew. He's out with the right so Kevin Knox is dropping in 12 points. This team is a horror show. But they shouldn't be this bad, which is the weirdest part. So, anywho, moving right along. Uh, 
But 5-30 and 30 versus 3-34 and 34 is egregious. Sacramento beat the pants off of Charlotte. Uh, this is one of the picks I got wrong. Uh, it's on me, clearly, because it's my pick. But you just keep looking at Charlotte and go, oh, right. Behind Bridges, who had 24, and Rose, who had 22. Spindles, uh, he's not good enough yet. I mean, he's showing flashes here and there. Uh, but what do you have? He had like a 15-point outing, Brandon Miller, 28 minutes. It's just they've got nothing else on that team. Like, as I mentioned, right, Brandon Miller, Bridges, you've got Terry Rose, Bryce McGowan's, and Nick Richards. Like, that's your starting five. It's just gross. They're missing like five rotation pieces. So, yeah, should have picked. I did actually end up betting on Sacramento because I'm smart, but also, uh, yeah, my pick yesterday. Didn't really think that one through. 123.98. Uh, Keegs at 25, 6 and 3. Keegan Murray, love him. Suva at 24, 10 and 7 on 9 and 13, shooting in Fox at 19 and 3. 20 for Malik Monk as well off the bench against his old team. He would have loved that. And the Kings moved to 23 and 14. Charlotte are a basket case. And, uh, yeah, look, I think my reasoning for yesterday's pick was very much like, ah, oh, look, the Kings on a back-to-back on the road. Charlotte could throw some haymakers and get some shit to drop, and they just didn't. Like, just, they didn't. They shot 40%. It was just gross. They didn't get the line. The Kings shot 52% and 37% from three. Yes, not great, mate. Not great. Washington are also bad. Uh, they lost... 104-112 in Indy. Uh, neither team can make a three. 7 of 31 for Washington, 8 of 25 for Indy. The Pacers had enough going, though, to bury them in the third and keep them at bay down the stretch. Big win without Halliburton. TJ McConnell and Benny Matherin gave him a little bit more playmaking. Bruce Brown as well. But that's kind of the fun thing about the Pacers. Outside of Halliburton, everybody else sort of still moves the ball. And you sort of watch a game like this, and you're like, yeah, it's Washington. They're shit. But Indy. Like, it could be Benny Matherin or Buddy Hill go, oh, I'm going to fucking step up, man. Check this out. I'm the I'm the gun now. Nah, they all move the ball. Buddy Hill couldn't hit a shot, but either way. Uh, Wizard of Garbage Fire, 28 for Jordan Poole, 11 and 21, 11, 10 and 5 for Kuzma. He was horrible, 15 for Kispert, uh, 18, 13 and 3 with a couple of blocks from Miles Turner. Brucey e. Brown had 16, 9 and 6, 16 for Matherin. Ain't no stopping. OB topping. 15, 7 and 3. Indy were solid in this. Uh, let's see if they can keep that up. Wizards, 6 and 31. Indy, 22 and 15. Mini Boston played an absolute belter. That's right, the two best teams in the NBA Minnesota Timberwolves and your Boston Celtics. Went to overtime. Unreal game. 127 Boston win at 120 Minnesota. It was an absolute roller coaster. God, this was a fun game. The Wolves had the lead at the end. Celtics rode Tatum to make it a one-possession game. He just went fucking ham to Jason Tatum. This is the start of his MVP run. Well, this is the highest point of his MVP run in the last four or five games where he's been unreal. He hit a sick three to get it to 109-107 and then sort of like had a four-point play out of nowhere where he gets fouled driving to the bucket. It's one or two free throws. The rebound pops out. Holiday smokes a three. Celtics lead by two. And uh, Ant, like it was just Ant-Man went into white to tie it up with the free throws. Tatum couldn't hit the game winner, but the three that he hit to get it to 109-107 was just absolutely immense. Like He had such a good run in that fourth quarter in overtime. I'll talk about it more extensively in a second, but overtime, Tatum outscored the Wolves by himself. 
not great if you're Minnesota. It did feel like they were running on fumes having just played. And uh, you're like, yeah, can we just not have back-to-backs with really good teams involved? <laughs> That's all I ask. That's all I ask, man. Uh, because we've now got Boston playing Milwaukee tomorrow, and it's the exact same thing, right? So the Wolves beat, uh, was it Orlando yesterday? And then, which is no easy feat, even though they kicked the shit out of them. Uh, then they go up to Boston. Ship it up to Boston. Whoa! Uh, and then sort of you just could see the Titan is sort of slowly seeping in. Ant-Man still at 29-6-3. He shot 11-25, though. 3-6 from downtown. Cat. 25-13-6 for him. Slow-mo, 17-8-5. No Rudy. Naz at 9-10-10. Jaden McDaniels is a bit of a mess. Uh, had some weird defensive sort of fuck-ups late, and he fouled out. Eventually, 2-8 of eight shooting. Uh, Tatum ends up with 45. Brown had 35. Yeah, anytime your two best players can go for 80, you feel pretty good about it. Especially when Al, uh, Al had 9 points. He hit three threes. Derek White couldn't hit much of a shot. We'll talk about him in a second. 12 for Holiday on 5 of 15 shooting, but he hit that 3 when it really counted. And as a team, they still managed to go 19 to 47 from downtown. So huge stuff for Boston. I think it's the it equals their biggest unbeaten run at home to start a season. They're 18-0 at home now. And 29-8. Minnesota dropped to 26-11. But these two teams play really fucking fun games. It happened earlier this year in Minnesota. And then boom, we get it again. Tatum and Brown. Brown was really good early. Tatum takes over down the stretch. It's just a good one-two punch, obviously. That was unreal. OKC held off Miami 128-120 in Miami. Miami came out like gangbusters, and then OKC settled in the third quarter, outscored them uh, by 10, I think, in that one. Then ripped off a 6-0 run at the start of the fourth to get up nine, and then just sort of kept them there. Because without Jimmy Butler, without Big Buddha Carl Larry, uh, it wasn't a giant amount that Miami could sort of do. They were sort of just lacking that little bit of extra kick in the nuts. So Bam had 25, 11, and 6. He had 21 for Jaime Hawkins. 17 for there goes my hero. There goes my field goal percentage. 7 and 21 he shot. 7 and 21 for 17 points. Kobe, thanks for coming, hero. Uh, 19 and 5 for Hayward Highsmith. Uh, but with Duncan Robinson going 1 of 8, 1 of 7 from downtown, that's you can't afford to carry that if you're Miami, right? For OKC at 28 and 8 for SGA, Chet 23 9 and 2. He was crushing it. He had three blocks, 10 and 15 from the floor, doing everything. But for me, it was Jalen Williams, J Dub. He has been sneakily fucking unreal for like the last couple of weeks. 20, uh, what was it 19, 9 and 12? Smashed it out of the park. Three threes for Isaiah Joe. Gids went 9, 7 and 2. Uh, means Miami are now 21 and 16. They dropped to ten and seven at home. OKC now eleven and six on the road and twenty five and eleven overall. The Thunder, Thunder up! I love it. Philly nearly punked Atlanta in overtime without Joel Embiid. Uh, but the fact that Atlanta let Philly get it to overtime without Joel Embiid means we should burn the Hawks to the ground, right? Finally got them by them late. It was the Tyrese Maxey show that like this game was all but over. Because Tyrese Maxey basically just went, ha-ha, check this out. Fuck you guys. And uh, the Hawks had to scramble to like actually even force overtime in the end because it basically came down to Trey Young hitting the second of a free throw. He missed the first one that would have put them up uh, if he had have hit both with 12 seconds to go. But they were down like 
four points with 54 seconds left. Jalen Johnson played his ass off. He has the uh, and one. Amazing gear. And then Trey just gets some bullshit fucking foul at the end of it. Ties it up. 125. Off we go to uh, OT. The craziest part was it was all like Maxi, 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 bit of Tobias Harris, Maxi, Tobias Harris, Maxi, 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 the entire fourth quarter. Like, absolutely incredible gear. And sort of like heartening, even if like the Sixers, so yeah, they get outscored 14-7 in the uh, overtime. But Maxi had 35, nine assists, four steals, and eight rebounds. That was awesome. 32, 10 and 4 from the never nude Tobias Harris. Hey, Tobias, we don't have Joel and Bede. Can you get us 32? He's like, you got it, boss. It's like, wow, he actually did it. That's awesome. Prove him wrong, Tobias. Prove him wrong. Uh, unfortunately, not much else happened. Mook Morris is on, on fire early. He finished with 17. Uh, fuck all else. Basketball poor, 9 and 9. 10 for DeAnthony Melton. Nick Batum, <laughs> steal your money. They really needed Kelly Oubre in this game to step up and just get him some Kelly Oubre buckets, and he just couldn't get it going. Uh, he shot a special number that will be talked about in a second. Whereas Atlanta, they had three dudes over 25. Yeah, 25 for DeJunte Murray, 25, 5, and 5 for him. 25, 16, and 7 for Jalen Johnson, who was fucking unreal. And 28 and 11 for Trey Young. Trey shot 7 of 22. Thanks for coming, Trey. Onyeka Okongwu hit the same amount of field goals on 12 less attempts. Amazing. He had 19 and 11 as well. 15 and 10 for Big Deke Bay. He had Bogdan with 15. He went 1 of 8 from 3, though. The Hawks, lucky to win this one. Grind it out. They're now 15 and 21. The Sixers dropped to 23 and 13. Uh, what else? We had Houston losing Chicago. Ooh, 124, 119. Bulls slowed down Shangoon early. Uh, they got really good Cody White and Vooch. Vucevic games, and then Shengun went fucking fully Super Saiyan. Ends up 11-19, 25 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. But the Rockets, it's like this is the sort of exact game that they really struggle to win on the road. They do get it to overtime, but they just didn't have the thing to get them over the hump, and the Bulls had Kobe White. Jim, is that for real? Yes, that is for real. Because Cam Whitmore was sick. Shangoon was great. The Rockets got up four at the start of the overtime. Then Vooch scores. They get back up five, the Rockets. And then Levine just goes, righto, bang. Gets the and one. Then hits a three. The Bulls are up. Kobe White then nails the absolute fucking psychotic three to put them up four. And then that was basically all she wrote down the stretch. So amazing gear there. You love to see it. I love Kobe White, and the fourth quarter was just absolute chaos. So it's nice to see the Rockets actually have a bit of fight in them to sort of, you know, make this happen. But they were down three. The Bulls basically should have won this even earlier, <laughs> but they didn't. Uh, they were up five with about two minutes to go, and they didn't score. I think they were up seven. Yeah, they're up seven. They didn't score for the last four minutes and 15 seconds of this game, the Bulls. And you're like, guys, can you just not... Oh, fuck. They're doing it. Oh, my God. And then they finally just fell over the line in the overtime. Uh, so, lucky for them. The Rockets, they just can't win away. They're now 3-12. and 12. Uh, The Bulls, 18-21 and 21 overall. Rockets, 18-18. and 18, But really, Fred Van Vliet, 28-8. and 8. 
18 and 15 rebounds for Jabari. You love to see that. Jalen Green had 18, 6 and 7, but shot 8 of 19 and 2 of 7 from deep. What was cool for the Rockets was Whitmore off the bench with 16. If he can start finding his feet without Dylan Brooks in his way, watch out. Whitmore's awesome. Uh, Chicago, Kobe at 30 and 4 and 8. God, he's good. 6 of 11 from downtown. Vooch had, what, 18 and 15, 19, 4 and 4 for DeMar. But Levine was really good in this game. As I mentioned, overtime went bang. 25, 13 and rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals. Talk about showcasing yourself for uh, potential suitors. There you go. 18 and 18, Houston. 18 and 21, Chicago. Ugh. Houston on the road. That is hilarious. 3 and 12. Uh, Pelicans kicked the piss out of the Warriors. 141-105. It was over from the first quarter. 46 points in the first quarter for the Pelicans. 46. Who do they think they are? The Pistons. Remember when the Pistons scored like 47 the other day in the first quarter? They hit nine threes in the quarter. There was a little bit of a Gold State Warriors run in the second quarter, but... Uh, not enough. The Pelicans sort of steadied, stemmed the bleeding, then fucked them up again in the third quarter, and the game was done. Like, Golden State just looked inept. 15 points on 4 of 13, shooting for Curry. Clay had 13 on 10 shots. Cumbucket had 12, 3, and 4. Moses Moody, Mrs. Moody, Moses, Mrs. Moody at 21. Trace Jackson Davies had 19 and 5, but ugh. It's just, they're shit. They're just shit. I also love that it's like now that Steve Kerr's got to, like, we've seen this before. Steve Kerr's got to coach, and he's like, ah, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. These guys aren't very good, are they? And you're like, yeah. Now you get to coach a shit team. How's it feel? Andrew Wiggins, five points on two of eight shooting. Spud, spud, spud. Absolute spud territories. The Warriors stink it up. Uh, but for the Pelicans, they were really good. I'll tell you what. Having my name is Jonas in the middle, 21 and 9 for him, 19, 5 and 7 for Zion, 13 for Spindles. They just spread the love. CJ, he had 14 points, 8 assists. Jordan Hawkins and Trey, uh, fucking, what's his name? Trey Murphy were really good. I think they went some of them 8 of 16 from 3 between the two of them, and they had 30 points. Not bad, bro. Not bad. Pelicans now moved to 23 and 15. Golden State is 17 and 20. But, but, Golden State are 11 and 11 at home. Gross! That is the most losses in a season at home that they've had since the 1920 tank year when everyone got busted up. Seriously, they only lost 11 the entire season in 21. They lost 10 in 21 22. And they lost 8 last year. They've already lost 11 at home. The Warriors are cooked. Denver got absolutely straight killed. But he got straight killed by the Yaz. Absolutely correct. They punked him out of the gate. John Collins was smashing in threes. It was 23 to 8 before he could fucking blink. Clarkson coming off the bench. This has completely changed this Jazz team. I've talked about it time and time again. They've won nine of their last 11 of the Yaz, and they've gone right. If we put the sex man in the starting lineup and bring Jordan Jeremy Clarkson off the bench like he loves doing, maybe this will work. Ha. Huh. As I mentioned on yesterday's show, Will Hardy listens to NBA Australia clearly and went, that's a great idea, Jim. I'm going to do that. Bang! Now they're awesome. Uh, Markinen is flying. The sex man's playing great. Look, the Nuggets will have games like this throughout this season where they just go, ah, uh, yeah, we don't have it tonight. Like If they can't get themselves up for a game like this, it's like, yeah, you kind of understand as a reigning champion. They also... If they were fully just like engaged and healthy and they had that one extra dude off the bench that could give them a bit of a spark, you feel like this is the sort of game where they go, right, we're going to get back into it. 
But it's in Utah. They clearly don't give that much of a fuck. Uh, so they sort of just went, eh, we'll try to put up a fight and see if Utah fold. They didn't. Um, and 124-111 is actually a bit nice to them in the end. Uh, Joker, 27-11-6 with six turnovers. 17-6 and six for Jam and Jamal Murray. Not much else. Five points for Michael Porter Jr. Same with Reggie. Reggie Jackson off the bench. And uh, Aaron Air Gordon, 12-5-4. The dog-faced boy. Uh, tough one. Tough one. Denver. It's just one of those ones where you're like, yeah... If Reggie Jackson or Michael Porter Jr. is not hitting shots, apparently you're cooked. Utah, meanwhile, 26-12-2 for Larry. That's a girl's name, Mark, and he was really, really good. 22 for the sex man. John Collins, that's a tall cocktail. Had 15-6 and six as well. He was really awesome early. Scored like eight points in like fucking three minutes. 27 for Clarkson off the bench, though. Nine assists, two rebounds, 12-19 shooting, three of eight from three. He uh, must have heard that I dropped him from my fantasy team uh, just when he got injured a couple of weeks ago because uh, he's been moved to the bench and has gone great guns since then. Thanks a lot. To Jordan Jeremy Clarkson, that's a kick in the dick, isn't it? Uh, but either way, you have the Denver Nuggets now 26 and 13. The Yaz back up to 19 and 20. And if you bet the overs for the Yaz wins, you feel much better about their season all of a sudden. Isn't that right, Jim? Yes. <laughs> was that you, Jimmy? Yes, it was. Just got to get to 34, I think it was in the end. Uh, anyway, final game, Raptors, Clippers, really fun game. This was awesome. You got a bit of the Kawhi revenge. <laughs> Even though, like, half that team wasn't there. But RJ Barrett was really good. Quickly was really good. Denny Schroeder, I am German. Rondo was really good. No Siakam is that with the back thing. And... Uh, it was always going to be a tough ask for the Raptors, and you could just sort of see down the stretch. The Clippers, this is why the Clippers have like this crazy upside in my brain, right? Because Clamps, Kawhi, and Paul George just go down the stretch, oh, fuck it, check this out. They did it to Phoenix the other day. They'll do it to more teams throughout the season. They're a little bit terrifying when they get on one. And the more they get on one, the more it'll happen, I reckon. I reckon. So the Raptors, look, on a back-to-back after that Lakers game, you can't blame it. 25-4-6 for Quickly, really good. 24-5-4 for Barrett. Dennis Schroeder, 22 on 8-13 of 13 shooting. Scoob, 12-7-6. He was a bit of a rough one. 12 for Gary Turner, Strand Derby Jr. But yeah, without Siakam, it was always going to be a big, tough one. 29 each for Paul George and Kawhi. 6-7 uh, and seven assists respectively as well. They both shot the piss out of it. 10-18 of 18 for Kawhi, 12-22 for Paul George. Uh, he hit five threes. Harden had 14, 5, and 11 assists. 12 and 11 for Zoobs. Pretty bloody good. You know, they don't need Rusty to do much. Norm comes in and lights it up. He had 13 on three threes as well. And away they go. They're now sort of cruising, is this Clippers team. They're super fucking dangerous. They're 16 and 4 at home. They're 24 and 13 overall. Raptors dropped to 15 and 23. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> nice. That's a knife. Uh, Victor Wembanyama. Oh, but Jim Wembanyama got his first ever fucking triple-double, man. Yeah, against the Detroit Basketball Pistons, who couldn't beat the fucking East Keeler under 14s at this point. Like, what are we doing? Look, Wemby was good. He was wildly, wildly terrifying because he got that triple-double, I don't know, in 21 minutes. 
That's right, 16, 12, and 6 in 21 minutes. But, of course, today's NBA Australia Brew performance of the day is going to go to Tatum, who, against the best defense in the NBA, blew the kiss good night. He had 12 points in the overtime, 18 points in the last two minutes of regulation and overtime. 27 total points in the fourth quarter and overtime. That is fucking stupid. That is the absolute personification of that's not a knife. He's looking at this going... Oh, yeah, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, cool. Oh, fuck. We're about to lose. And now, like, winning home win streak is about to go kaput. That's ah, not a knife. Check this out. Bang! Like, when it was tied at 120, he just goes bang, bang, bang. Uh, he drives to the hoop. They then get the steal. Then he nails it for three. Five-point game out of nowhere. Holiday got the awesome steal. That's why you have Holiday out there. But Tatum ends up with, what, 45 points, six made threes, he has four rebounds. Jalen Brown, 35 points, 11 rebounds, four made threes as well. They are the best duo in the NBA. 80 points between the two of them. The thing is, I just want to see even more consistency out of Jalen Brown, right? Like, you look at a thing like Kawhi and Paul George tonight, Jalen Brown's been really fucking good of late. More of that. Just keep it up. You're getting paid more than anybody ever. (laughs) So let's see it. Good stuff, though. Awesome day. Really fun day. Tatum's performance, though, was just absolute MVP territory. So good on it. Maxi in a losing effort. I love that he was just out there throwing haymakers. Uh, Kobe White in that win as well. He deserves a mention because he's fucking fantastic. And uh, the way Kawhi and Paul George just shut him down the stretch. Pretty good. Who was spot of the night, though? Jim. Spud, 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 what else? We had Nemhard go one of eight. So did I'd like to have a beer with Duncan because Duncan Robinson could eat a fucking shot again today. God damn it, one of eight. Uh, Nick Smith Jr., four of 15. Same with Kuzma. Kuz, four of 15. DeMar DeRozan there, five of 19. But I would very much like to thank our close personal friends, Derek White and Kelly Oubre for shooting. Chill. Yeah, they went and shot 311, you little ripper. All right, who was Old Mate No Mates, though? Old Mate No Mates. 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 Who's got No Mates today? Uh, Jason Whitlock, after being dragged by Stephen A. Smith, was pretty funny. You fat bastard. You piece of shit. (laughs) Stephen A. Smith, uh, I asked my pastor. I spoke to my wife. <laughs> it's just, no, his sister. I spoke to my sister. It's like, she was just going to be fanning herself. It's like, all right. And then he goes after Whitlock. It was pretty great. But my favorite one is Joey Muzz. You know how much I love I love you. I love you, Jason. Joey Muzz. Hi, jo- Jason. Do you want to shoot the town with me? I fucking love the town, man. The town is my favorite movie fucking ever, man. Joey Muzz. I just don't feel like he's got any mates. 
Well, he's definitely the definition of old mate, no mates, where it's like, oh, yeah, man. Hey, Jason, I fucking love you, man. Do you want to do Taekwondo and Judo with me and shit, man? Nah, nah, it's really good. Like, it's fucking fun as, man. Let's do it. And it's like, nah, I'm good. Thanks, Joey. Thanks, bro. And then today he was like, he referenced this by himself. Uh, before I forget, no one ever said, like, he's talking to the fucking press. This is just in a press conference. He's like, Hey, before I forget, fucking none of yous have ever asked me what my favourite scene from the town is. I know you guys all know that my favourite movie is The Town, but no one's ever been curious about what my favourite scene is. And then somebody was like, oh, it's the robbery in Charleston, right? He's like, nah, that's my second favourite one. My favourite one is Doug McRae getting ready to leave town and he skips by the FBI's car and leaves a nice, well-thought-out handwritten note underneath her antenna and then gets out of town. That's my favourite scene, man. And everyone's like, What? The scene is literally when they leave the note and it says, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Mars is off his rocker. I love him. He's a lunatic. Hey, I fucking love you guys. It's all right, buddy. All right. We've all got one of those mates where you're like, ah, if we weren't your mates, who would your mates be? <laughs> That's Joey Mars. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, oh Lord. I just, ah. Uh... It's ridiculous. I, I, ooh. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. All right. Pantsing of the night, though. We did have some pretty gnarly ones, but the pantsing of the night was just Denver getting absolutely fucking pantsed, mate, uh, by the Utah Yaz just going skadoosh. So very, very cool. Very, very gnarly. And... Pretty fucking brutal fun stuff. So good on them. There was like a pretty, like just the simple idea of the way that they had zero fear of the nugs was probably, probably the most impressive part of that to me. It's just like, oh, shit, check this out. Bang. How you like that? Bang. And off they go. Um, another bit of a pantsing was almost Atlanta by the uh, by Tobias and Never Nude. Um, and really, Tatum. Just pantsing Ant-Man. He's like, oh, look, he got me last time. I got him this time. So, good job. Uh, who was better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. The Jalens are coming for everybody. Holy shit. Jalen Williams for the Oklahoma City Thunder 19-9-12 Unreal Game. But Jalen Johnson against the Philadelphia 70, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6s, 25, 16, and 7. Hot diggity damn. 25, 16, and 7. He was unfucking real. 8 of 13 from the floor, 3 of 4 from downtown, 6 of 6 at the line, 2 blocks and a steal. You better believe that's better than Lonzo Bull. That's better than most of the fucking NBA today. Jesus. Tell you what. Not bad, bro. Not bad. All right. Uh, what else we got? Do we have oh, no more Magic tweets? Do you reckon he's on holiday? Yeah. I reckon Magic has got to be like somewhere in the Mediterranean right now. He's just not tweeting. He's not watching the Lakers. Oh, there we go. All right. So we'll just do some ENRs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys. This is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. 
or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 Susan and now is brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. People, get your merch, get your merch, wear it. Get your merch, get your merch, get your merch, get your merch. Yeah, wear it. NBAAustralia.com slash shop, or just click through on the socials. There, all the pictures are there. Uh, get yourself a mug. Only got a few of those left. Stubby holders. Get a hoodie. Get a t-shirt. Rep your favorite daily NBA Australian program done by a ginger named Jim. <laughs> It's this one. Uh, right, yeah, Nas. Are the Clippers the most dangerous smoking in the West? Yeah, nah. Yes. Every time I watch them, I come away more and more impressed just because Kawhi and Paul George are fucking awesome. Harden's playing really well. They've got a nice sort of mix. They need one more big dude and they're fucking... Maybe one more wing guy as well that isn't like a lunatic Bones Highland uh, and they'll be fine. But like, even T-Man and stuff, you're just like, ooh, ooh. Oh, Lord, this is good. Like, Terrence Mann is rad. They've got Norm Power. They've got Bones in case one of them gets sort of, like, banged up. You've got Danny Tice. You've got Plums. It's like, yeah. PJ Tucker and Breaking Case of Emergency Gear. They're unreal. Uh, And I think I mentioned this the other day. I think they could easily make a Western Conference Finals because I don't think there's any team out there that really scares them apart from Denver. Uh, next one, does Draymond help the Warriors get back as contenders? Yeah, nah, nah, because they're not contenders, even with Draymond. That's a 17-20 and 20 team we're looking at right now. They're nine games back. They're in the 12 seed. Like, they're two wins behind the Jazz, <laughs> who are in 11th. They're 11-11 11 and 11 at home. They're 6-9. and nine. Nice. Away. Uh, do you see that disparity as well? 11 and 11 for the Warriors. That's 22 home games. Good at maths. 22. 6 and 9 away. They've only played 15 away games. Basically flipping that around, and that's what the Yaz are. The Yaz have played 22 away games. They're 7 and 15. The Grizz have played 11 uh, and 10, 21 away games. You know? The Warriors are cooked. Is Steph right? Should they make some moves? Yeah, nah. Yeah. Are Chicago going to be okay, Jim? Yeah, nah. Uh, nah. Oh, but Jim, they're playing really well, man. Yeah, they are. They're 18 and 21. I love them because I love Kobe White. My entire point would be to piss off Levine, piss off Vooch, and go from there and see what you got. Seriously. It's like, oh, they won eight of their last 12. They won three on the trot. Yeah, it was Hornets, Rockets. <laughs> Let's pump the brakes a little bit. But they did have the two wins over the Sixers. Kobe's playing out of his mind. You've got to make a decision really fucking soon. Go, Levine, are you going to help us win games, make us an actual like playoff contender? Can we be a dangerous team? I don't think you can be. Maybe you trade in Vooch for something else as well. Piss Vooch off. Piss Levine off. Let's go. Let's get this Chicago team looking scrappy and weird. That'll be fun. Jez, I'll send in a couple. I'll save a couple of these for tomorrow, but this is a good one. No Dante, no Dallas. Yeah, nah. Yeah, no Dante, no Dallas. I mentioned this on yesterday's show. 
They really, really, really miss his uh, speed, his scrappiness, his defense, his offensive willingness to sort of just throw himself into the fray. Kyrie's not doing that that much, you know? Tim Hardaway, the less, is coming off the bench to do a little bit of that, but he's too precious. Dante doesn't give a shit anymore. Dante's looked in the eye of the dragon in Europe and gone, this is my future. Fucking, I'm just going to play my ass off. And he's a way better player for it. Without Dante, Dallas are cooked. Got to get him back ASAP. Uh, and a couple of other good ones. Uh, did the World Cup help to flick a switch for Cat? Yeah, nah. Yeah, I think it's at least helped him have like a uh, baseline level. Like Cat last year and other years has had like these wildly just disparate performances, right? It'd be very roller coastery. The World Cup at least sort of helped him, I feel like, subsume himself into the team a little bit more, do what's needed, and have at least a baseline of performance, which is really fucking important. So that's a good one. Thanks, Jez. Uh, I'll save his other two for tomorrow just because I've got a busy day tomorrow. Um, I'm probably opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, so it came out that Netflix are creating a doco series, basically like its NFL quarterback show, right? I don't know if you've watched that one. Uh, the five players for the first season are LeBron. Cool. Jason Tatum. Eh, sure. Jimmy Butler. Nice. Anthony Edwards. Okay. And Demata Sabonis. Uh, righto. I, I'm okay with this to a degree. But I think the unpopular opinion of the day is that, do we need more of these? Does every sport need to? Oh, it's like fucking drive to survive, but for baseball. It's like drive to survive, but for football. It's like drive to survive, but for AFL. It's like fucking all right. Sure. It's like, oh, we really get to know the dudes. I'm pretty sure we know LeBron pretty fucking well. Oh, it'll be a behind-the-scenes look. at. It's like, will it? It's just going to be them hanging out with their kids. Like, if this is going to show me LeBron James in the hotel bar after a few pops, looking at his phone, seeing a message come in from Savannah, and then looking across the bar and seeing, like, a gaggle of women just staring at him going, uh, what do you reckon, LeBron? And LeBron going, putting his phone down on the, <laughs> back down on the bar. Like, that's the TV show I want to see. But you're not going to see it, you know? So that's sort of the thing. It's like, oh, I can already predict what this will be about. It'll be like, LeBron, I'm a family man. I've got to see my son play. Oh, I spend a lot of time with my family. And then Jason Tatum will be the exact same thing. It's like, oh, but he just revered Kobe so much and he just loves his kids and just works hard. He's in Boston. It's just a, yeah. And Jimmy Butler's like, look at wacky Jimmy Butler. Oh, I did a funny thing with his hair. Also, he's a businessman. Anthony Edwards is like, oh, he's a nascent superstar playing in a small town. And Demata Sabonis is like, look at this guy. He's weird. And he's from Lithuania. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um. Yeah, I'm not going to get too fucking crazy about it. What about Outback Takeouts, though, Jim? Come on. It's Thursday at Outback, and now that means, oh, yeah, two-for-one blooming onions. That's right. No prick in Australia knows what the fuck you're talking about. A blooming onion? Does that mean you've left it in the fucking cupboard for too long, you idiots, and then you've deep-fried it? It's got, like, a big stalk coming out of its head, and it's inedible. 
No, you've just gone and deep fried it to make it look like a... What the fuck are you yanks on about? Uh, anyway, two for one. Only an hour pack. And today's Flame Grill take is... The Warriors should blow it up and trade Steph Curry to Philly for Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris and Robert Covington. Only an hour pack. Would Philly do that? Replacing Maxey with old-ass Steph Curry. Maybe. How about Steph Curry to the Nuggets for Jam and Jamal Murray? And a first-rounder. Oh. What about to the Orlando Magic? What can we get from the Orlando Magic? I don't know. What picks do you want, bro? What picks do you want? Do you want all of our picks, man? Do you want Anthony Black, bro? Because we're keeping Franz Palo. Because we're going to put Steph with them. You can have Michael Fultz, bro. <laughs> do you want Wendell? Do you want Johnny Isaac? How many picks do you want? I'm just saying. The Warriors should definitely kick the fucking tires on trading not just Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, but also Steph. All right. Back in a second with Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Good to see Chris open up his pub in Trentham. We're going to go up and uh, check it out, I reckon. Uh, looks awesome. So I'll be there sinking tins. Uh, we did get an update on Box Hill, Benny Simmons. He was asked how his back feels because uh, the Nets are in Paris. He's like, I'm, ah, it's good. It's getting there. Just progressing every day, so I'll be back soon. When asked about his timetable, he's like, ah, yeah, I don't have a time. I ain't got no timetable. That doesn't sound very Australian of you, Ben. I ain't got no timetable. I don't have a timetable. Uh, <laughs> it's been three weeks since the Nets said that update Benny Simmons' status in two weeks' time. Yeah, so it's seemingly going great. Uh, right, otherwise, our Aussies today we had, we had a few, obviously, because you had the mopped up mumba, Josh Giddy, yep. Out there with the Thunders. He didn't have a great game, as I mentioned. Um, but, you know, sometimes you don't need to. He went a 3 of 5 from the floor, 1 of 2 from 3 in 20 minutes. He had 9 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal. It's perfectly fine. We don't have to bend ourselves out of shape every time he does anything. Um, Paddy Thrills, Paddy Mills, for the, got out there for the Atlanta Hawks. Kick uh, He played 6 minutes today, Paddy. He got 2,000, that was it. Zero field goal attempts, zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. Tough scene. Tough bloody scene. Uh, the Rooster, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landau, did not play. Coach's decision. Boo. Dyson Daniels was good against the Warriors, though. He played 22 minutes. He had eight points, three rebounds, three assists, and a steal. He shot three or four from the floor and one or two from downtown and from the free throw line. Mate. That's pretty bloody good. So there you go. Um, and I think that is all the Aussies, right? Because we had no Portland game. We had no Dallas game. And uh, we're still waiting on Jack White to get called up. <laughs> That's who the Lakers could actually fucking use. He's on the South Bay Lakers. Let's go. Uh, right. Andrew Gay's Grand Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Let's do it. Where's the button, Jim? That's a good question, mate. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Outstanding achievement in the 
it up. Uh, Jason Tatum, 45 points in that overtime win. He's averaging 35.8 points over his last four. It's not bad, that one, is it? He's pretty good, Jason Tatum. This is the, uh, as I mentioned earlier, this is the start of the MVP run. He was one of my sort of picks earlier in the season to the point where I've got money on him. And uh, I was trying to make the case, right? I feel like Embiid is in danger of, like, missing too many games. Joker sort of sleepwalking through a lot of this. That's why I was talking about SGA and Luka. And Tatum is the one dude where if the Celtics go unbeaten at home and they are the clear best team in the NBA record-wise and Tatum's averaging over 30 points a fucking game, he could easily win it. So, yeah, kind of here for it. 45 points, 13-26 shooting, six fucking threes, four rebounds, two assists and a steal. 12 of the points in the overtime. Absolutely unreal gear. Dude can play a little bit. Pretty bloody excellent. So, good job, Jason Tatum. All right. What else do we got? We've got Petty Mills Game Double, a game day Twitter. Oh, no. Sweaty hairy bloke of the night. I want to say Dario Saric, the homie. He looked amazing uh, for a bit of uh, sweaty hairy bloke of the night. Like... In terms of like stuff where you're like, oh yeah, that's pretty. That bloke's pretty hairy, pretty sweaty. Dario just—he looks like he smells like paella. You know if that makes sense. Paella is like, check this out. I cooked it up earlier, and you're like, this might be one of the worst things I've ever eaten. <laughs> you know, he didn't play much either. He played 14 minutes, but every time he was out there, you're watching, going, Jesus. All right, bud. You want some goulash? Uh, right, let's do a Paddy Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Where's the button, Jim? Press it. I will. Paddy, 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 Paddy. Hey, Paddy Thrillers. Hey. Paddy Mills. Oh, yeah, that's right. He tweeted out sidestepping bad vibes from a couple of days ago. Uh, awesome gif there. But just basically a collection of like what he's been wearing lately. And he is looking fly as fuck as our Paddy. That is cool as shit. That dude has got some fucking outfits, I'll tell you. All right. Let's do some picks. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverting Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How's it all going? Look, I'd be better if I didn't have a busted finger. I'm getting that all uh, x-rayed and ultrasound tomorrow. Still fucking rooted. The thing in the roof of my mouth, at least it's not chaos. So, yeah, I've been better. But either way... um, Tell you what made me feel better today was going seven to ten on the picks. Uh, so we nailed today, nailed the Spurs minus three and a half. We missed out on Charlotte. So Washington was plus seven and a half yesterday. I took them plus eight and a half today, and they lost by eight. So that was a massive win on my behalf. But that counts as a loss for here. Uh, Boston just covered the seven, which is crazy in overtime. It was six and a half. Uh, War- oh, uh, Thunder covered. The Hawks covered. Uh, the Bulls just covered four and a half because that was a five, uh, five point win. Uh, New Orleans, Utah, I had them as well, and I missed out on the Clippers. So I told you that ten and a half was too much, even with the Raptors running out of uh, gas down the stretch. It was still uh, what a six point game. So yeah, seven to ten though, you'll take that. Uh, tomorrow we've got five games. We've got some crackers in there too. I tell you what, we've got Brooklyn versus Cleveland. In Paris, I'm taking Brooklyn plus three and a half. Uh, it feels like they're just that 
little hint healthier than Cleveland, obviously without Garland, without Mobley. With it, going up against their old mates, Karras, my sweet baby, Levert, and Jarrett Gothefrow-Allen. I like Brooklyn, plus three and a half. Nicky Claxton, Spencer, they've got enough scoring. They've got enough length on the uh, perimeter as well to make Cleveland's life a bit of a pain in the ass. So I'm going to go Brooklyn, plus three and a half. Boston, go to Milwaukee for a back-to-back. Boston are five and a half point underdogs, having just played an overtime game. Uh, that feels about right. It also feels like Boston might still just go, hey, Milwaukee, your defense is dog shit. Fuck you. Check this out. I'm going to go Boston plus five and a half. Dame is likely back for the Bucks. That doesn't help their defense. <laughs> so um, it's more for me about like who Boston, like if they you know, roll Al Horford out there on a back-to-back, do they bother? They might just actually go a bit of a skeleton crew. So maybe Milwaukee uh, get a, much, much, much lessened version of the Celtics, and that, you know, is exactly what happened. So I'll take Boston plus five and a half, though, because I think they'll still put up a big fight, and the Bucks' defense is dog shit. Oklahoma City hosts the Portland Trailblazers. The Blazers, uh, after getting fucking killed the other day by the uh, Knicks, 12 and a half point underdogs on the road in OKC. OKC... Just played today a pretty tough game in Miami on the road. I might go Portland to keep this close, plus 12.5. Portland, they're teetering on the edge, though. Like They're a team that could just fire Chauncey Billups tomorrow if they have a really bad loss here. So I think Portland will put up a little bit of a fight. New York-Dallas, this is a cracker. The Knicks have won five straight by an average of 22 points since they traded for OG, the best defense in 2024, after being literally the worst defense in the league for all of December. Pretty incredible. Uh, Knicks are 11-10-1 against the line away from home. Three and a half point favorites. But really, it's the defense that's going to stick out to me, right? As I called them, Alice, because you can't call them Dallas because there's no D. Like, the Knicks, that defense has been fucking unreal since OG got there. You know they're going to grind this, grind them into the dust. I'm going to go the Knicks minus three and a half. I'd go Kyrie under his point total as well. Brunson, Randall, OG. They've got some dogs there in the Knicks. Dallas, Luka was a question mark. I'm taking the Knicks. Phoenix Lakers for the fourth time of this year already. They played in the in-season tournament. The three games they've already played have been really close. Five, three, and three points. The Lakers won all three of those games, though, and the Suns are reeling. They've lost three of their last four. Beal is back with their eye. offense. is just ISO, ISO, ISO. Now they're playing a Lakers team that's pulled out of its four-game slump with a couple of good wins over the Clippers and Raptors. Lakers should be too big and too good, I think, for the Suns. Unless Beal, like, really goes off the hook. He hasn't really done that much, so... The thing is, they're 2-4 and four in the six games that Beal, Durant, and Booker have played together. But this is KD, LeBron. You never know what's going to happen. I reckon it'll be close, but AD. Like, there's just no way the Suns can slow him down. He's averaging 25-12 and 12 with two blocks in the three games against the Suns this year. Lakers should win this one. I'm taking the Lakers minus 1.5 at home against the Suns. Go the over. Go KD25 and AD25 as well. And there you go. Long show today with 10 games to cover, but that's it for today. We're back on deck tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG, all over the socials, as well as NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. A fun show this week. Uh, cricket Today podcast, Football Today podcast, if you're into your cricket and your soccer as well. Uh, check a rating review across Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts. I said that. That's turning into YouTube, isn't it? Weird. 
whatever app you're using the Android phone, it does help out. So please do it. Come on, help a brother out. Also, get some merch, nbaaustralia.com slash shop, or just clicking on the socials. Get your merch, get your merch, get your merch. Help a brother out. Uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats, as well as Joshua Delarito's Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex Today, Green, 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 and Dozers. For all the tunes you hear throughout the show, smash them on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Face the Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian band, so should you. Uh, that's it for today because I've got to run and look after the squids and uh, get this show up. So we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, who's it now? I've had enough of that fat bastard. That piece of shit.